grow up. I won't grow up. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. Just to learn to be a parrot. Just to learn to be a parrot. And recite a silly rule. And recite a silly rule. If growing up means it would be beneath my dignity to climb a tree, I'll never grow up, never grow up, never grow up. Not me. Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm still Dave. And we will <laughs> never grow up. But more about that later. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we've got some exciting stuff coming up our way in a few weeks. Uh, we will be doing a live stream video podcast with award-winning author, professor, and student of life, Jacqueline Bussey, at 7 p.m. Central Time on Sunday, September 23rd. Yeah, Jacqueline's going to be talking about her brand new book. It's called Love Without Limits, Jesus' Radical Vision for Love with No Exceptions. It's available now on Amazon or wherever you get your books. I've read it, and I'm telling you, it's pretty fantastic. And uh, it's also, I would say, very important in these times that we're living in where more and more it feels like love, compassion, grace. uh, These are things that are in short supply, and Jacqueline speaks right to that. Yeah, you can participate in this event in one of two ways. Uh, First off, we'd love if you would come to Studio 324 in Rochester on September 23rd. And Jacqueline will be talking. She'll be sharing some Q&A. We'll have music. uh, There'll be food, beverages, time to connect with each other. Um, But make sure you get a free ticket and follow the links on our Facebook page and our website. Uh, Make sure you get one of those tickets because space is limited and we don't want you to miss out on a chance to be there. Or if that doesn't work. Yeah, as plan B, uh, you can watch our live stream through Facebook or on our website. And if you do this, you can also ask questions and participate in the conversation through the chat windows. Be a part of our virtual community. More information on all of this is available at sandboxcooperative.com. But for now, welcome to episode 71, Growing Up. Welcome to the Sandbox. So growing up means something different to just about everyone. It can be chronological, it can be psychological, it can be physical, and somewhere along the line, hindsight is always 2020. We want to go back and tell the younger version of ourselves what to do, what to look out for, what to think about. All those sorts of things. Yeah. And so it's almost like, yeah, if I only knew then what I know now, it's, it's we play this game, right? I mean, if you could think about it, if you could go back in time, what would you tell the 15 year old version of yourself? I think, I think I would tell my 15 year old self that you don't need to know what you're going to do with your life because the reality is most of us end up doing a lot of different things with our lives. And even with what we choose to do, it takes a lot of different directions. And it seems like so many 15-year-olds, including my daughter, right? They, so many 15-year-olds think they have to have it all figured out already, right? And both the internal pressure and the external pressure, I think, from society saying, oh, you got to know what you're, you want to do because... So many people are doing so many things at younger ages, and I think it's it's okay not to know, or it's okay to be three times 15 and still be wondering, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, So I guess that's what I'd tell my 15-year-old self. As a teenage girl, um, just your self-image is so important um, and not uh, letting society tell you how you should look. 
um, the way you should act. I think it's so important that uh, we are more supportive of that um, just as a community with with young girls. Um, I would tell my 15-year-old self, don't count calories. That's so dumb. You don't need to do that. Um, and it's, yeah, just just things like that that all really snowball into um, being more confident in who you are and who God made you to be because there's only one of you, so might as well embrace it. You are not an imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still struggling with this, um, but no, you are not an imposter. That's what I would tell my 15-year-old self. You're meant to be and you're meant to be heard. Being a rebel is not weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some good conversations about this uh, with a bunch of people this past summer, but like Chris, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I thought about that a lot and I think one of the things like I have this thing where I consider myself like a pretty open person and I think it was this weird thing for me of like you think you're open and that actually means because you think you're open you're actually missing some of the things that you could understand or you could know or you could learn like like yeah you're already open so you don't have to try harder to be open and uh and I think the more that I've realized like how much I don't know the more I've realized that even though I'm I'm open to new experiences, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean I've seen them all, if that makes sense. Okay. So like the more that I realize that I don't know, or the more that I learn, yeah. the more that I realize that I don't know, I guess, if that makes sense. So you tell your 15-year-old self... That you're, you're pretty open to new things and that's awesome, but like there's still more. Life is more complex. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm-hmm. I would probably say don't eat that, that roller dog at the... <laughs> quick trip back in the late 80s. I mean, that was a bad <laughs> that was a bad idea. Not your best move. <laughs> Not my best move. <laughs> it looks so delicious. No, I honestly, I, I would tell this to myself then, and it may be exactly what I need to hear now, because I think the same thing is still true on some mm-hmm. level, because I'm, I'm still me. And it's uh, be present in the moment. Uh, always been a bit of a goal-oriented person working towards the big shiny thing in the future and accomplishing pretty great things now, but not enjoying them to the extent that they should be enjoyed. Sure. Right? Yeah. And it's sometimes I look back, I'm like, wow, look what I did back then. <laughs> wow, I, that was... And so, yeah, just just yeah. Be, be present to where you are and, and enjoy it, and it's good. Yeah. It is, it is really interesting how uh, those things looking back uh, can be exactly the same things we need to know today. Yeah, yeah. I find that true for my, for mine too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I found this list. I was looking around on the interwebs and found no shortage of lists like this one. It's a list that it's, it's what nobody ever tells you about growing up. <laughs> In this particular list, it's at times cynical, at times honest, at times it's kind of depressing. Maybe all three. <laughs> <laughs> all three at once. Just check out some of these things on this list. We'll, we'll just highlight a few of them. And, and could you imagine ever saying this to a kid? And, and what, would, what would you think of these things, right? Uh, here's, uh, here's one. Uh, most people are scared of imagination. <laughs> yeah, tell that to a five-year-old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's probably true. I think so. Yeah, and I, I don't. I actually, I don't think that people are scared of imagination. I think that uh, if anything, people are are afraid of of the risk. 
Uh, there's a sense of security mm -hmm. and, and imagination means maybe doing something different or seeing something different. And you have to try then to be different. And that maybe is actually more scary than imagining. Well, it cracks open uh, possibilities that aren't on the script. Yeah. Right. And so there's this, and we've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but this quote that, you know, somebody said that to Jonah Barke, it's just, you know, these things that you're saying, it's just in your imagination. And then uh, she replies, where would God speak to me if not if in not. my imagination? Exactly. And so, you know, that's, I, I suppose that's scary, but, uh, <laughs> but that is, that's true. Another one on the list is your dream doesn't really matter to anyone else. Man, that sounds so brutal, but I also love it. I hate it. I love, so here's what I love about this one. Your like your dream doesn't matter to anyone else. The thing that you see, so like the the imagination piece from that first one is is part of this. But like if the thing that you see, like if you don't do it or go get it, like it's not going to happen. You're the only one that can see it. You're the only one that can do it. So your dream can't matter to anyone else as much as it matters to you. That's different. That's different. <laughs> your dream ought to matter to the people in your community, and their dreams ought to matter to you. Otherwise. What are you doing? <laughs> I not that I so, I can't I can't. So is it one. so is it true advice or no? <laughs> I uh, I would strike that one from the list. That's All right. fair. Another one on the list is your potential increases with age. Uh, so I'm really hoping so because <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm turning thirty here in a few days, and uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that I have more capability yeah. than I have. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I, I in, in all seriousness, I do I do think there's some truth to that. I mean, the more the more that you've seen, that's kind of like what I was talking about yeah. uh, earlier. Um, the more that you the more that you see, and the more that you know, the more that you realize. You don't know, but also the more that you have access to, the more people you know, the more uh, experiences you've had that you can lean on to do something different, do something new. Right, right. And people have often described me uh, as being kind of like a fine wine. I, I've improved. <laughs> I've heard that just, often. Just, <laughs> if you've heard it once, you've heard it a thousand <laughs> times. And no, I, but I, I love this idea. Uh, your potential increases with age, yeah. uh, because just y you know, we we have this idea of the whiz kid, right? The the upstart, the you know, the mm -hmm. the one, the child prodigy. But what happens to the whiz kid when he becomes the whiz man? <laughs> it, it, yeah. You know, it, it just it doesn't. There's there's wisdom and there's stuff that that happens and uh, and we write off uh, people as they as they age, but there's there's so much more to also the experiences that they've had and what they bring to the table. Absolutely. So, all right, N another one on the list. Most people don't do what they love. Most people don't do what they love. Accurate. Yeah, you know I. If that's all the word. That's the only word I've got for it. I guess I would challenge this. I mean, like, how does this guy know that most people? I mean, <laughs> the, is this a peer-reviewed study that he's done? I we we don't know. Um, it m may be true. It may not be true. But the spirit behind it, I think, is yeah. And and, and do the thing that you love. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think honestly, it goes back to the first one. It goes back to the being scared of imagination. You have to you have to get out of the pattern. You have to get out of the rut. Um, you know, it's just really easy to get caught in the the pattern of, um, you know, I I get married and I have kids and I have my house and I go to go to my job and uh, again, none of, none of these things are bad, but I think like people follow the pattern because it's the pattern sometimes or because they they feel like that's the next thing they should do um, mm -hmm. rather than doing what makes sense. And then sometimes you get into that pattern and you go, oh man, I missed this other thing. 
-hmm. And uh, you either can can change and do it and realize like, oh, I don't have to do this for my job. I can do this other thing that I really care about or not. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's scary to make that change. And so some people I think get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Another one on the list, uh, and this is the last one we'll cover. I mean, there's 20 things on this, this particular list. We should put it in the show notes. Uh, but you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. <laughs> um, I, I think about like, um, when I think about this, I think about like places where I've, I've lived or, or people that I've, that I've been around, you know, like whether it was like college roommates or uh, in high school, like just the friends that I had. Mm -hmm. And there were times where I had more creative, close friends and I made more creative things. Yeah. And there were times where I had friends who uh, would study more. And I studied more, which was really weird. <laughs> you had to get out of that. <laughs> it didn't. Quick. It you didn't to, last you, long. That's not a good place. To um, be. But yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think you you begin to develop shared values as community, and I think that's why um, that's why a community of people is really helpful because mm -hmm. you you all kind of help each other do the things that you say you care about. So when you uh, are close to someone, of course you're going to rub off on them a little bit and they're going to rub off on you and, and you're going to learn things from each other. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why sometimes we find ourselves uh, around people who are toxic and we need to get away mm -hmm. from. And that idea that negative negativity breeds negativity. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes you can end up in some pretty, pretty dicey situations where you just need to get out of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, this idea of five people around you, who are those five people and you're a reflection of them and it makes sense. Make, there's this quote uh, about unsolicited advice. It says, be careful whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts and recycling it for more than it's worth. Yeah. Again, yeah, 20, 20 things on this list. And again, some of them are cynical and some of them are <laughs> angsty, but yeah. But the punchline, I think, of, of the whole thing is that these 20 ideas, again, some of them I agree with, some of, some of them I don't. But it's kind of, of what growing up is all about. It's processing unsolicited advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When the, when the person that's 40, year, 40 or 50 years older than you says, well, you know how you should do that. <laughs> you know, like that might be actually exactly the way to do that. Yeah. And it might be the worst idea you've ever heard. Yeah. You know, and it, unsolicited advice can be annoying. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. But like you said, sometimes... It can be helpful. Yeah. Like if somebody come up to me and said, dude, really don't get that roller dog. <laughs> don't do it. Like I would have been a better person for it. I would have been mad because my 15 year old angst would have come. But, but they might've been right. Sage, sage yeah. wisdom this is, is out there. This is the trick of trying to figure it out of, yeah. of growing up and learning and figuring out how to process it all. Yeah. The advice, the other stuff around mm -hmm. you, it's all a learning process. It, it's helpful to have somebody to, to you know, point out those blind spots. And sometimes you just need to be smacked upside the head by what's in that blind <laughs> spot. Uh, and that's, that's the hard, hard part. Don't be so serious. Um, I think that when you're 15, at least when I was 15, everything was the end of the world or everything <laughs> just had to happen or else it was the end of the world. And it's really not. But I also would tell myself to dig deeper in my faith, and I would also tell myself to dig deeper in what interest, what I was interested in. 
the first thing that I would say to my 15 year old self is these are definitely not the best years of your life. They can be great, but don't believe people te- when they tell you these are the best years of your life. It will not be downhill after high school. <laughs> there are a lot of really great things ahead. Don't take everything quite so seriously. And in those things that really are serious, because sometimes kids don't have happy places to be. Yes. It really does get better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being young stinks, Mm -hmm. especially um, if you are different in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know things certainly aren't perfect now, but when I look back to my childhood, when my mother had to call ahead to restaurants in Lincoln, Nebraska, to make sure a person of color with us could be served, uh, when I think that people then didn't even know gay, lesbian, transgendered, bisexual people existed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, when there was no sense of disability rights, no curb cuts, no accessible parking spots, mm-hmm. no yes. accessible toilets, for heaven's sakes. Mm-hmm. Things have gotten better. Yeah. And it's not perfect, but they're going to get better. And the kids can be a part of that, and they are a part of that. Mm-hmm. They are a part of that. Just don't worry as much. And feel free to try things and if they fail well um so be it you know it's a learning experience and so be free to try things and fail um sometimes they do work so sometimes part of growing up is this idea of a rite of passage and by definition a rite of passage is a ceremony that happens when somebody moves from one group of society to another it involves a significant change of status and there's usually a ritual that goes along with that Yeah, you know, in other words, you used to belong there, but now you belong here. And it's all because that ceremonial event, which is time-honored, has been held, and it has importance and significance in your community. Yeah, and we talked with our friends uh, Julie and Charles a little bit about this, and they had some interesting things to say. Well, as I've thought about that, and I've I had a chance to do kind of a mini vision quest, but even besides that, I've thought back through my life, and I thought, oh, for many decades, there's just tons of built-in rights, and whether you're a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. Then you get to a point in life, and there, culturally, there are not many rites of passages left at my age and older. So I've figured out that I almost want to create my own, and I figured out I want to continue to create my own find my own voice and create my own markers and continue to adventure in my life, even if there aren't cultural markers of what I'm doing. And for me, um, find your own uncles. My my father had five older brothers, and um, they were more like grandfathers to me, very uh, generous and gracious. Uh, my father and older brother, uh, same, very generous and gracious. And I found myself just uh, unconsciously, intuitively, always gravitating to older men in the room who had that same sort of blessing of me. And it's taken a while for me to realize that. Um, and I would have been smart to seek them out right away. And in any setting I'm at, there, there, there are men out there that will bless you, that will encourage you, that will, that will help you move along that path. And um, uh, so, so to me, it's, it's uh, seek out, uh, find those uncles who are in the room. And for me, to be that uncle as well, to be blessing the younger men. So I love what Julie and Charles shared, especially uh, in maybe a culture where we don't have as many of those mm-hmm. uh, as others, but all sorts of different cultures have had 
different rites of passage and, uh, and are very common today. Uh, think about like in Hispanic cultures, uh, quinceañera is a significant rite of passage for fifteen the fifteen year old uh, girls as the, on their fifteenth birthday. Yeah. Um, in the Jewish community, you've got a, a bar mitzvah and a bat mitzvah ages twelve and thirteen. Yeah, you know, I was reading about this in Ethiopia. Did you know that there's such a thing as and I believe it's called the Hamar cow jumping tradition? Some grooms before the big wedding have a rite of passage that they must complete prior to being able to marry. Participants must successfully jump over a castrated male cow four times while naked. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, and this symbolizes the childhood they are leaving behind them. Oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. And and yet, you know, I, I, I don't know what to say about it other than I think rites of passage are only weird if they're not yours. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, There are some that I'm glad are <laughs> not ours. <laughs> Doing oh, a traditional man. Ethiopian wedding. <laughs> um, you know, that, that said, it does feel like as, as when, looking from the outside, as, as mm-hmm. strange as some other rites of passage might seem to us at times, uh, in our culture, the value, the, the number, and maybe even the importance of those rites of passage. Sometimes it feels maybe a little bit like they aren't as much, or mm-hmm. we try to put off some of those changes in our culture. Yeah. It, it seems like things are delayed, doesn't it? Because some people talk about this idea of an extended adolescence, and it feels like adulthood, maybe even growing up, is on hold in some pretty interesting ways. I think it's Honestly, I think it's reflected somehow in the lack of rites of passage in our society. And, and at different th- you know, different ages, we have different things, right? Uh, at age 14, maybe 15, a, a lot of Christians have an idea of there is a confirmation. Others are baptized. But the, the, the overriding idea is that at that kind of threshold, at that uh, rite, rite of passage, you become an adult member of your faith community. But honestly, I haven't run into too many faith communities mm-hmm. yeah. that run, run in that kind of operate that way, that they're actually an adult. Yeah. You know, another one, uh, age 16, your driver's license. We talked about this a little mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but also lots of kids are deciding not to get their license. So what does that mean? What's that all <laughs> We about? don't have that marker anymore some, or as often, I guess. Yeah. You know, and at age 18, you can vote, you can get drafted, you can get tried as an adult. At which point my daughter often says, well, I better get my bad decisions out of the way now. <laughs> um, at 21, you can drink. Uh, we mark this in sometimes fun and destructive ways, but I don't know, if, again, if that's really a, a rite a of, of passage, passage necessarily. At age 40, uh, you get over the hill jokes, uh, old man, old woman, old jokes, old jokes, right? You, you, you start seeing that. And then in my experience at age 41, you just become a creepy dude until you're 60. And really, nobody cares. Shut up and do your job. And uh, at age 60, maybe you'll have some wisdom and some insight to share. But in that that 20-year period, man, there's not not a whole lot yeah. there. And I think that's a little bit what uh, what Julie was saying earlier. Yeah, you know, definitely. That, uh, we just – there isn't a thing. And so how can we maybe mark those differently? But, um, you know, rites of passages, when they happen, um, they are significant. And they do help us in our growth from one stage of life to the next. They help us move along. Mm. Um but it does sometimes feel like we're stuck. Maybe we're afraid of growing up. Maybe we're afraid of getting older, afraid of what all that might mean for us. Yeah. It's almost like we're, we're avoiding rites of passage so that we can remain the younger versions of ourselves so we don't have to face our fears of the future. It's like that person who has a birthday but likes to pretend that it's not their birthday. <laughs> so magically then they're not another year older. It's the same idea. If you don't have a rite of passage, then you can stay in that 
that space mm-hmm. of, of, of being younger, I guess. Yeah. I um, you know, and, and, and we can, and, and often I think should just lament that we don't have these defined rites of passages in our culture. Um, but as Julie mentioned earlier, too, even even if there isn't a sort of marker for something, there can still be experiences that change us and draw us into something new. Um, and we can add our own markers to help us along the path. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, a few years back, uh, I was a newly married man, and I walk into my bedroom one day at the end of a day, and I look, and there's a bed, it's called a bed skirt on my bed. Okay. And it makes it look nice so you can't see under the bed. And it's like this fabric that hangs there. And I never knew that a bed needed a bed skirt. I, I, had, no, I, had, I had no idea what that was. And I, and I suddenly realized I had become an adult. And adults apparently have <laughs> bed skirts on their bed. And I remember saying at the time, I think I need some sort of uh, ritual, uh, some sort of moment to mark this passage of becoming an adult where one's bed has a skirt. (laughs) (laughs) That freaked me out. But yes, we do need to make our own sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes they're funny and sometimes maybe a little more profound than a bed skirt. Be braver than you think you can be. Go ahead, put yourself on the line. You'll meet the best people on the line. Don't give up romanticism, but don't rely on it either. To trust your good stuff. Because I didn't. And I was always and still am sometimes insecure. um, Not measuring up. You know, that where I grew up, there was, you know, gang stuff, and I had the crap beat out of me, and I, uh, just, yeah, trust, trust, trust what's in you. Yeah, so my, my daughter, my oldest daughter is so excited these days. She feels uh, like an adult. She's driving. She just got her driver's license, and... That, on the first try. On the first try, and there's lots more to be said about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be another episode. Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to share some of these stories about you getting your driver's license when it's older and you have perspective and you can look back and laugh. <laughs> and I said, and I will ask permission. But she did it and she's excited and I'm excited for her. She's a great driver and it's fun to watch it. These are fun, exciting times. Uh, but then sometimes, you know, growing up, isn't all fun and games. I mean, that that idea of getting your driver's license or that milestone mm-hmm. or graduating from high school or college, whatever it is, is, it's exciting. But sometimes it's it's painful and sometimes it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, it can definitely has, have its challenges. Uh, for example... Uh, <laughs> 30, almost 30-year-old 30 Chris. Da- Dave knows what's coming. Uh, so... L- <laughs> Less than a week ago, this is how this is how I know all of a sudden that being thirty is going to be terrible. Uh, <laughs> is that I get into the car, I'm just like leaving work, hop into the car like I always do, reach back with my left arm to grab the seatbelt, and oh, like that, that was your first mistake. Uh, well, that was my problem. I yeah. I know from now on, grab with the right arm. Of course, everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> now I know, um, and turns out that uh, when I did that, I had just like this crazy shooting pain down my arm. So obviously I put my hand back down and I used my right arm. I learned very fast. Uh, But my arm, I couldn't lift it like above my head or like I couldn't like go more than parallel with my shoulder for like four days. I have no idea what was going on. And, And then when I thought that was all over, I'm in the shower and I'm 
putting shampoo in my hair and all of a sudden my thumb just like <laughs> makes this weird snapping sound and won't bend anymore. Uh, and that lasted for like three days where my thumb couldn't bend. Uh, just what, what is it? Nobody told me it was that bad that fast. Yeah. Like, on the day. On the day. Yeah. So sometimes it's just not that fun, but I think, uh, and I'm fine now. I'm good. Postscript but, of the story. Yeah. I'm doing all right. But I think the thing with that, that I'm, that I, um, was that I, the thing that I was made aware of in that moment was that it's always changing. There's always something, you know, it's, it's fun to joke about it being like, oh, I turned 30 and so now right. my body's falling apart. But, mm. um, there's always been something. It may not have always been physical. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not the same person I was yesterday and I won't be the same person tomorrow. There's always something new, whether it's about me or about the world around me and how I interact to it. It's always going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. I, my grandma said, uh, I remember saying growing old ain't for sissies. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that was, she said that, uh, later in life, obviously, but, uh, but I think that's, that's true. And, and, and how we adapt to those changes and those things as they happen are, are important. I mean, do we let the aches and pains of age, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, do we let the, do we let that define us? Or, you know, do we accept them as part of the mix and become transformed through them? Right. I mean, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so being transformed through my mystery pain in my right elbow or my strange <laughs> grown up ear infection is <laughs> is a bit dramatic. I know. But, but you know what I'm saying? I, do we let these things define who we are or do we go a different direction? Yeah. You know, I think um, I've had this thought occasionally of, you know, like when I'm 15 and I looked at being 30 I, I didn't think that it was going to feel like this to be 30 and I, uh, not the falling apart part, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to feel like this. I don't, I don't know exactly what I thought it was going to feel like, but right. it's different. Like I had to actually get here. And I think if we get a little bit caught up off, sometimes, sometimes if we get caught up in how painful it might be or the change, maybe we don't actually get to experience what that is. Yeah. I, this this idea that I've never, I never thought it would feel like this to be this old. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. What do we do with that? There's the this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Rocky Balboa. Okay. So you have the first five Rocky one two three four five. <laughs> oh, and the, the best movie series of all times, I might add. And then the reset happened. Not with Creed. Everybody thinks it's Creed. It's actually Rocky Balboa. And in Rocky Balboa, he plays the part of a grizzly old fighter. And he's in the ring going up against this young punk who's strong and at the top of his game. And the young fighter says to Rocky, says, you're a crazy old man. And then Rocky responds, you'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You'll get there. Yeah. It's just this thing where we don't know what we're getting into until we get into it. We're, We're all in uncharted territory as we grow up, as we age, as things change around us. Um, you know, pe- maybe people around us have been a certain age, you know, 30 years older than us, mm-hmm. but we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't experienced it. So we don't really know what that's like. And, and again, to come back to the, our, our advice, like it might be helpful to hear some of those voices. Yeah. So we've been hearing from all kinds of people in this episode about what they would say to their 15 year old selves. But could you imagine what it would have been like if the 15 year old version of yourself didn't experience the failures? the heartbreaks and pitfalls that you would want yourself to avoid? Like, what would you be missing now? So what are we getting at? You know, there's a hundred ways to grow and learn and develop and so on. 
The question about what growing up means might even change for you over time. When we asked the question to all of the people that you've heard in this episode, some got emotional as they thought about what they would say. Some didn't know what to say. But they, every one of them had experienced growth and change. They had all evolved and, and had a deeper insight than they had before. Some even felt that they had lost or forgotten the wisdom and insight that they once had. But look, the point is, we don't ever stop growing up. We don't always mark the process as well as we could, but we are constantly growing. Rites of passage are just that, passage. You're moving from one thing and passing through it to the next, and then another one comes along. So it's not only okay to grow and change, but you know what? It's, it's kind of the point. Don't be afraid of it. So a question for you. What would you say to your 15-year-old self? What would you want that person to know? And how would you take your own unsolicited advice today? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. Again, don't forget about our live event coming up on September 23rd with Jacqueline Bussey. And to find information about that and stay up to date with all the things that are going on in the Sandbox, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think about this podcast. And if you'd like, rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love it. That would help us. And you can also join in the conversation. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it, because there is always more room in the sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox. 